does love worship. So good morning, everybody. If you'd like to turn around and, and just say hi to someone, tell them you love them. <laughs> and on Facebook, good morning. We love you as well. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Bless you. And on our podcast at Word at the Ranch, thank you for tuning in this morning. We love you. Our podcast is free for nothing at Word at the Ranch. So if you'd like to listen to that, it's free. Thank you. Amen, amen, amen. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, sir. Hopefully it's broadcasting live in the Philippines, too. Bless you, Lord. <laughs> morning, Catherine. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, good morning. Say, God lives on Saturday too. And so do I. <laughs> because He does, so do I. Amen. Let's all pray, shall we? Thank you, Father. Where two or three are gathered, you're here in our midst. Thank you, Lord, that the word comes forth unchecked and unhindered from any outside distraction or force. We bless you, Lord, for your covering and covenant of angels all around us that surround the godly and innumerable company of angels and hosts we've come into through you, Jesus Christ. And we bless you for that protection, that mighty protection around all those who believe who are in the kingdom of God. What a gift, what a privilege, what protection we have in the blood of Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. <laughs> well, let's get right into it. Let's go to 2 Timothy 2. 2 Timothy 2 this morning. Hallelujah. Isn't the word rich? And his presence, oh, Lord Jesus. Amen. Can't beat the Holy Spirit and the word. <laughs> They're the two I want to get closest to. How about you? <laughs> I'm always happy when they're around. Amen. Amen. Well, we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Amen. So say, I'll leave here this morning in strong faith. Faith will arise in this place. Faith cometh to me now. And I use my faith on a daily basis, just like my muscles. And they get stronger and stronger and stronger with each passing day. Therefore, my steps of the righteous get brighter and brighter and brighter until the end because of my faith he has given me. Amen. Second Timothy 2. Amen. Y'all look so good this morning, by the way. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, I'm healed. Say, I'm healthy. Oh, it's good to be alive. Amen. Hallelujah. What a day we live in. Amen. I believe this will kind of clarify some stuff that we had in our spirit for a little bit. 2 Timothy 2. You therefore, my son and daughter, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I'll say it one more time. Be strong in the grace that is freely given to you through Christ Jesus. Say, I'm strong in His grace. Not by my power. Not by my might. But by your Spirit, O Lord. Hallelujah. And the things that you have heard from me, this is Paul the Apostle speaking to his young Padawan, Timothy, who was the pastor at the church of Ephesus, the, probably the premier and largest church of its day. 
And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men. Say, I'm a faithful man of God or a faithful woman of God who will be able to teach others also. So this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to teach the faithful who will also teach others also. Amen? Speak the word to others as well. Verse 3, you therefore must endure. Say endure. Endure. You therefore must endure hardship. Say hardship. Hardship. Say not soft ship. ship. (laughs) Hardship. (laughs) Jesus promised us we'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world, and so have you in me. So don't fear and don't worry. We've already overcome it together. Say I'm more than an overcomer through him who loved me. Amen. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier. Say, I'm a soldier in the army of Christ. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare. Say, I'm engaged in warfare because there's an adversary on the earth who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So that goes to all of us. No one engaged in warfare. We ought to be engaged, it says. Amen? Not to be sleeping in a sleep and slumbering especially as you see the day approaching. But gather yourselves together. No one engaged in warfare entangles, say entangles, himself. So you have, the, you have the responsibility to either entangle yourself or distangle yourself and set yourself free. Amen? No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs or cares of this life. Say, I'm carefree today because of the Word of God. I'm just being obedient and following instruction. Say it one more time. I'm carefree. Amen. You don't take care for nothing. Amen. He takes care of everything. He's a good caretaker if you give it to him. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the cares or the affairs of this life. That he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. So we keep our eyes on him. Amen. Always keeping the word first and not the circumstances. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Well, we have rules. Amen. That's the law, the word of God. There are our marching orders. They help us succeed and win in life. The hardworking farmer, verse 6, so now he goes from our athletes to farmers. Seems like Paul worked a lot with his hands, doesn't it? <laughs> He, was a, he gave an athletic reference, and now a hard-working farmer must, uh, must be first to partake of the crops. So you ought to work the word in your own life before you share it with someone else. The hard-working farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Say, I'm a good farmer. I'm a good sower. I'm a good reaper. Amen. The hard-working farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Say, harvest cometh to me now. I'm in charge of my harvest. He freely gives it, and it's up to me to call it in. Say, I'm getting really good at reaping. Amen, amen. Here it comes. Verse 7, consider what I say. Consider this. And may the Lord give you understanding in all, in all things. Say, the Lord gives me understanding in all things. You say that like you mean it. He gives me understanding in all things. Amen. You are not without knowledge. You are not without wisdom. And you are not without understanding. He gives you freely all things to enjoy. He gives you understanding in all things. Verse 8. Remember. Remember. So it's good to have a memory. Amen. 
on that note, if you're voting for a president with dementia, something's wrong with you. <laughs> you don't care about this nation, I mean, obviously. Anyways, praise God. <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> wow. Deception. All right, I'll give you understanding in all things. Remember, say, Jesus supernaturally restores my memory. Say, I have a good memory until old age. I remember what he tells me. I have a good mind. The mind of Christ is always sharp. Amen. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, Paul's gospel. That's how personal he, he was with the gospel. He received it from, with, uh, through revelation from Jesus Christ himself. He calls it my gospel. That's how much it mattered to him. He was one with what he preached, one with the word. Verse 9, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer. Through preaching the gospel, he suffers trouble as an evildoer, even though he's a good doer. Amen? Amen. Even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. Say that with me. The word of God is not changed and cannot be. Verse 10, therefore, I endure. There's that word endure again. I endure all things for the sake of the elect, the chosen ones, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. See, I'm experiencing that eternal glory right now. It's forever. It's not a respecter of time or place. I'm in the glory now. Amen. Heaven to earth. Amen. Heaven, you know, earth came from heaven. It proceeded out of heaven. And a new heaven and a new earth will, will happen the same way. It'll proceed out of God, Jesus, and us, his saints, in which the kingdom lies. Which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Say, I'm in the glory. <laughs> it's good to be in his glory. Hallelujah. This is a faithful saying, Paul says. If we died with him, past tense, when you gave your life to Christ, you died. If we died with him, your spirit was taken away and you were given a new spirit, a new man, a new creature. But if we died with him, we shall also live with him. That's why you're reigning in life as a king. You're living with him right now because you died and you're new. Amen? And you were created in the same exact image and likeness. A new creature and a new being. Verse 12, if we endure, there's that word endure again. Literally, go on and persist. Go on and persist. It doesn't mean give up. It just means sometimes to just stand. Other times it means to just keep speaking the word. But endurance just means to keep on going on and persist. Don't quit. Don't give up. We shall also reign with him. The key to reigning in life is to go on and persist in him. Amen? And to not quit and give up. That's the only requirement for victory. It's to not give up in him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. But verse 13, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. That's the covenant we have. Whether we miss it or make it, he's always the same. What a, what a relationship. What a covenant, amen? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. He's not a man that he can lie. What a covenant. What a man, what a God to be linked up with forever for an eternal glory. He cannot deny himself. He is always faithful. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive, here we go, about words to no profit. 
Don't strive, or literally that word strive there means battle. Do not battle about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers. So don't cause people to speak nonsense or non-truth. Just walk away. You don't want the atmosphere contaminated with unbelief again, or, or just nonsense. So don't strive and don't battle against them if you know what's in their heart. Because nothing good can proceed out of an evil heart. So don't strive about words, because nothing good's going to come out of there, amen? Until something good is planted in there. Don't strive with, uh, about nonsense or useless words to no profit. Idle words is another word to use. To the ruin of the hearers. Don't be ruined by words. Don't cause them. Don't promote them to speak unbelief or strife or nonsense. Be diligent to present yourselves approved to God. Say, I'm a diligent one. To present yourself. So that's up to me. I present myself. Approve to God a worker. A worker who does not need to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. What makes you not ashamed? The truth. The word of God. He will always back his word up and prove you strong and faithful in the end. He will always prove his word. He will always perform his word. If you speak it, you'll eventually see it because he performs and hastens his word to perform it. Not you and me. He does the performing, we do the speaking. Amen? He's a worker though. We're workers who do not need to be ashamed because we rightly divide the word of truth. Say, I have an upright spirit made in the same image and likeness. Therefore, I rightly divide the word of truth. You have to have the Holy Ghost to, to rightly divide the word of truth because he's the author who wrote it, who gave it to men, amen, to write. He's the author, so you have to have him yeah, in, in the most measure you possibly can to rightly divide the word of truth. That's why the baptism in the Holy Spirit is so important. I never understood the word until I was baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Then the author came in, came in and led me into all truth and opened the scripture to me and I read it like I'd never read it before. Amen. And understood it like I never understood it before. He's the Holy Spirit. He's the spirit of truth who causes us to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. Praise God for the Holy Ghost. Say he's in this place and I receive him in full this morning. Full measure. Holy Spirit, God on the earth, come on in. I welcome you in. I am the recipient of heaven. How many of you want more of heaven? Well, then you want more of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Because that's where he proceeded from. And now he's on the earth. God on the earth. The Holy Ghost in you. Amen? Praise God forevermore. He's rightly dividing the word of truth, this workman. But shun, or turn away, literally shun, profane and idle babblings. Love you guys. But shun and turn away from profane and idle babblings. That word idle, anything that doesn't produce. It's neutral, it's idle, it's not producing. Turn away from them, from idle babblings. For they will increase to more ungodliness. Again, it's better to shut them down than to keep them going. <laughs> Amen? It's better to zip their lips than to have them keep talking. They will increase to more ungodliness, verse 17. And their message will spread like cancer. Hey, cancer's in the Bible. And it's not of God. He's talking about evil men here. Their message will spread like cancer. Hamanaeus and Philetus are of this sort, who have strayed concerning the truth. Wait, cancer was in the Bible over 2,000 years ago? <laughs> and now it's a, a pandemic of fear? Seemed like it's been puffed up a little, huh? Lead it to the media to puff up fear and non-truths. Amen. And you better make sure you're going to the right doctor. They probably have slides with cancers from previous patients that they'll show you that you have, unless they, you trust them. 
and the Holy Spirit of truth is in them. Hey, man, you can't believe an unspirit-filled doctor. Satan's the father of lies. You better check up on who you're listening to. Amen, because they can bring you to ruin. I believe there's tons of cancer patients who don't have cancer at all. It's been puffed up by the enemy and the media to create fear, just like the coronavirus was, which has a 99% recovery rate. Anyways, amen. (laughs) The media and Western medicine have a lot to learn. And their message will spread like cancer. Hymenaeus and Philetus are of this sort, who have strayed concerning the truth, strayed concerning the truth, so stay with the truth, the truth, don't stray from it, and it will heal every sickness and every disease known to man. Saying that the resurrection is already past, and they overthrow the faith of some. They overthrow the faith of some through unbelief or false doctrine. Verse 19, nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Say that with me. The solid foundation of God stands. His word, his rock stands forever. Having this seal, the Lord knows those who are his. The Lord knows those who are his. And he will attend to any sickness, disease, or even diagnosis that man may have placed on them. The Lord knows those who are his. And he is the great I am and the great physician who heals us from every single sickness and every single disease. He's not a respecter of names. He's not a respecter of persons. He's only a respecter of faith, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Flee from it. Get rid of it. Run away from it. Verse 20, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver. Say, I'm a vessel of gold. I'm ready to be purified, Lord. Take me from 14 carat to 18, and all the way to the top. Vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor, some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor. What's the requirement for being a vessel to be used by God? To cleanse yourself from the latter, those who are wood and clay, those who were were made for dishonor, or created in dishonor, who haven't been honored by the king of kings yet, because they haven't received him, or aren't walking with him, or aren't walking in his word, you have to cleanse yourself from the latter, that you may be a vessel for honor now. It matters who you hang out with and run with. That you may be a vessel for honor, sanctify. That word sanctify literally means set apart, but you're going to have to set yourself apart from these ones. You're going to have to do it because you have dominion and authority on the earth, not God. You do as a man and woman. So you have to take up your responsibility and say, I really don't feel like they're good for my life or my families or other people's. I'm going to have to cut them off. They're made for dishonor. They may be wood or clay, but they're contaminating you. And the only requirement to be used by God is to separate yourself, to be sanctified, to sanctify yourself, to separate yourself from these, that you may be useful for the master and prepared for every good work and prepared. So it seems like the preparation process can't even happen until you're separate, until you're sanctified from those who are contaminating you or holding you back. Strong words, but good words that work. Prepared for every good work. Say, I'm prepared for every good work. And I'm getting myself even more ready to be even more prepared from those I hang out with 
Okay, verse 22, flee. That means run from as if in terror. Flee, run away, also from youthful lust. Say, I've grown up. I'm not a youth no more. <laughs> flee also youthful lust. Don't let the devil take you back to 19. Amen. Don't let the devil take you back there. Flee also youthful lust. But pursue righteousness. Pursue righteousness. So it's not enough just to turn from the past. It's not enough just to turn from evil. Now you have to replace it with righteousness. You have to re- re- replace it with a pursuit of righteousness instead. You have to pursue something because what you're pursuing you will have. But pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those, with those who call on the Lord out of what? Out of a pure heart who have been sanctified and cleansed themselves. That's the company we're encouraged by Paul the Apostle to run with. And this is the advice he gave to his pastor Timothy that he trained and raised up. Run with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't run with those who don't. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes. Again, he's saying shun, turn away, flee. And here it is again, avoid. Avoid foolish and ignorant disputes knowing that they generate strife. They generate strife, they stir up strife, and it avails nothing. Verse 24, And a servant of the Lord, say, I'm a servant of the Lord, made in the same exact image and likeness, must not quarrel. (laughs) A servant of the Lord must not quarrel. This is one of the first verses the Lord taught me coming into marriage. And I give it to any young man who's going to go in there as well. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel. Happy wife, happy life. Must not quarrel. The Lord will work on her, amen? The Lord will work on them. Must not quarrel. I'll flip it. The Lord will work on him, amen? Must not quarrel. This goes for male and female, amen? And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel. (laughs) I don't know where the darts are coming from this audience or the online audience, but I felt a couple of them. This is good preaching. Say, that's good preaching, Brother Eli. Amen, amen, amen. good word, good word. (laughs) And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel. Must not, must not quarrel. But be gentle to all. A gentleman, a gentleman. You know, remember getting the door for ladies? And women, a gentleman who's gentle in his ways, not offended, but be gentle to all. You can win them over with your gentleness, amen? You won't win them over by quarreling. We've all tried and done that, right? <laughs> it's, it's profited nothing. But be gentle to all. Say, I'm gentle to all. Say, God is gentle to all. And so am I. Say, he never forces me to do anything. But he gently leads me into all truth. Amen. If that's the work of the Holy Spirit, that should be our work as well, with the Holy Spirit in us. Gently leading those to all truth. Able to teach. So here's the qualification. Once you uh, turn down strife and disputes and quarreling, now you are able to teach. You're qualified in God's eyes to teach able to teach, patient, in humility, humility, not pride, correcting those who are in opposition. The King James says in opposition to themselves. 
You know they're trapped. God knows they're trapped, but they don't know they're trapped. Therefore, patience is required and humility to wait it out until they see and pray that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. Paul's prayers he gave us in Ephesians are so crucial to us, the church. In Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3, you'll see the Paul's of prayer. They are current for today, and they work it. They work more than any other prayer I've ever prayed. And they continue to work. They're given by the Holy Spirit for us, the church. Amen. In humility, correcting those who are in opposition to themselves, literally. If God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses. <laughs> and that they may come to their senses. Oh, Lord, help every vehicle with a, with a Biden and Harris sticker on it. That they may come to their senses. I heard a story the other day of someone who went up to a car who had a Biden and Harris sticker on it. He said, did you know your car had been vandalized? Someone put a Biden and Harris sticker on the back of it. Ta-da-ta. We're separating the goats from sheep here. <laughs> You're going to have to take a stand sometime. It's coming to that end. Amen. So praise God forevermore that you're equipped to stand. And that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil. And escape the snare of the devil. The devil has blinded them. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says, Satan is the God of this world who has blinded the eyes of those who believe not. So how do they believe? Faith comes by hearing. Believing comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Don't strive, just give them the word. Amen that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil through offense, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Through offense. Through offense. Equals the captivity of Satan, and now he's running their lives, the God of this world. It always comes in through offense, if you study this scripture out. And same with Mark 4. Through offense. The devil comes in and they're taken captive. They don't know what's going on. They're out of their mind. They're out of their senses. They're confused. That's offense. The devil has got them trapped in unforgiveness and offense. Now they're used by him to do his will and vote demon crap. <laughs> Amen? It always comes in through offense. Through offense. Amen. All right, let's keep reading and not go headlong into politics. <laughs> Even though, you know, the abortion on that side, the left side, has been now a, up to five minutes before delivery. So that's a, almost a, a, a perfect nine-month-old child you can literally kill and get away with. That's lawlessness and that's murder. And if you're supporting that or not supporting that, if you're supporting that and not voting against that, you're an accomplice to murder. And you ought to repent. If you've already casted your ballot, you have to repent so that you're cleansed, amen, so that their blood's not on your hand when you get to heaven and judged. Because he will judge all men by, his, by their works. Yes. Yeah, I don't want unborn babies on my hand by the millions in the United States through abortion and through supporting abortion. So you have to take a stand and literally vote against it to come against it and to not side with it. Otherwise, you're neutral and you really don't have a voice. You haven't taken a stand. And you have to take a stand. Amen? It's either good or evil. It's either black or white. It's not gray. It's not in the middle. Amen? You have to take a stand. Evil is evil. Good is good. But know this, that in the last days, strength-reducing times will come. Anyone experienced those lately? <laughs> Say, I'm strong in the Lord. 
and in the power of his might. See, that verse doesn't take the world into consideration. That doesn't take the kingdom of darkness or the world or the earth into consideration. We live in a different kingdom, amen? And we can always be strong in him and in the power of his might. Whether strength reducing times on the earth come or not, doesn't matter to us. We're not from here, amen? We're connected to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But he says, know this. Really just know this. This is truth. That in the last days, perilous times, strength reducing times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, (coughs) boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders without self-control, without self-control, which is a fruit of the Spirit, by the way, brutal, despisers of good, despisers of good, traitors, headlong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, the Word. They're denying the the sound doctrine of the Word now. But they do have a form of godliness. Uh, You can call the Pope in that position now. A form of godliness, but if they're not in the literal Bible, B-I-B-L-E, the word of the living God, and they're preaching and talking something else, this qualifies them. A form of godliness, but denying the power of the word of God. And from such people, turn away, exclamation point. Do not listen to false doctrine. You have to turn your ears, a deaf ear, to false doctrine, so that you're not deceived. And just keep the word of God before you at all times. The latest statistic, I've told uh, Andre this and, and Arthur this on Thursday, but the latest statistic I heard is 96%, sorry, 94% of Christians don't read their Bible every day. There's only 6% of Christians in the world that actually read their Bible on a daily basis, statistics say. So that means 94% of Christians are easily deceived easily deceived. And that explains why some people are voting outside of the word of God who call themselves one with God. Because they're out of the word, they're out of covenant. Now it's easy for them to be deceived because they're not pursuing truth. And if you're not pursuing truth, deception will always come in. And from such people, turn away. you got to turn away from them and go on with God. Amen? For your own life, and for your own sake, and for your families. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. They're led away by these lusts because the word's not before them. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth because it's not first place in their lives. Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist, resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, disapproved concerning the faith, But they will progress no further. Here's the promise for those men. It's coming to pass, this is truth. But they will progress no further, for their folly will be made manifest to all, as theirs also was. Have we not seen that in 2020? Exposure from the enemy's camp? There's been a lot of exposure, and it's just going to continue right on through 2024 as well. Exposure, exposure, exposure from corrupt men with evil minds. The word prophesies it. Whether you believe it or not, that settles it. They will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all. I mean, even the, it, we've talked about it, even the people who are coming out with these words and just 
accusations from the, the devil's side are now just, wow, I think I just looked like an idiot. I mean, the, the conviction and the truth is right there now to kind of expose it. It's happening, amen? When the righteous are in rulership, the people reign and the people rejoice. And when the wicked reign, the people mourn. But exposure is at the door, amen? And people are being corrected very fast because there's a lot of truth and a lot of prayer going forward. And we're in a Christian nation, amen? I mean, we still have $100 bills that say, in God we trust. Those of you without God in this nation, you have what you have because of God. What you have is because of Him. If there was no spiritual covering, no God in this nation, you'd have nothing. That's the truth. In God we trust. Amen? Trust not in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. I'm Elisha Van I approve this message. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. It's still on our dollar bills. In God we trust. Amen? In God we trust. Hallelujah. From such people turn away. Verse 10, uh, 2 Timothy 3.10, and we're wrapping up. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, Timothy. You have carefully, if you're going to be careful for something, be careful for the Word of God. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch and at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. Pretty much everywhere Paul went, persecutions, everywhere. Because he was always preaching the word. And some people just don't like the truth. But those who receive it and abide in it, it shall make them free. That's what they're not aware of. What persecutions I endured. And out of them all, say all. all. Out of every single persecution, Paul endured and went through more than any other Christian who's ever lived probably. Because he was founding the church, amen? Out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Amen. And the Lord is not a respecter of persons. Out of every one, the Lord delivered Paul the Apostle. Yes, and all, say all, who desire, who have a strong heart desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And Paul promises us that persecution comes with a hundredfold harvest attached to it. Amen. Get ready to be blessed if you're being persecuted for your faith. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse. So I take that as the evil men that are on the earth today and the imposters are on the earth today will grow worse and worse. That those men grow worse and worse. I don't really believe it's talking about numbers here. I believe it's talking about those individuals growing worse and worse. The dark get darker, the light get lighter. The enlightened get more enlightened. Um, because we're winning the world. We're supposed to win the loss. That's why I don't think it's talking about numbers. He says, Arise, shine, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. In Isaiah 60. But the world will get darker and darker, and the people thereof. But we're supposed to be the light and spread the gospel to get them into the light. So again, I don't think he's talking about numbers. I think he's talking about individuals getting worse and worse, more deceived and more deceived. But we can handle them. Amen? Say, I can handle that. Amen. Just like David handled Goliath, we can handle any man or woman without covenant. Amen? Praise God forevermore. Amen. Verse 14, but you must continue. Say, I must continue. I must continue. 
in the things which I have learned and have been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them from the Lord, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture, say all Scripture, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, say profitable, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that, here's the promise, that the man of God may be complete. Say, I'm complete in him. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's what the word will bring you. Completeness and provision for every good work. Prosperity in full. Amen. That's what the word promises to give you. And we'll end this charge right here from Paul to Timothy, his young Padawan preacher. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, exclamation point. Preach the word is Paul's instruction to every Christian on the earth. Preach the word, the truth. Be ready in season and out of season. I'm ready. Say, I'm ready. ready. Hallelujah. Oh, that was so weak. Say, I'm ready. ready. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and what? Teaching. Teaching. The first thing Jesus did when he got down from the mountain filled with the Holy Ghost and in prayer with the Father was he talked. That's the first thing he did was teach. And he said with teaching, be patient, keep teaching, keep speaking the word. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves, for themselves, teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth. Literally other people's ears as well. Away from the truth. So don't be deceived. You have to stay in the word in these last days as a Christian to get ahead. Away from the truth and be turned aside to fables, lies, half-truths, and vanities. For you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of the evangelist by preaching the word. Fulfill your ministry. And then Paul goes on to his departure to Timothy, saying, I'm ready to be poured out as a drink offering. My time has come. These are one of my last words. My last charge to you in the church is to preach the word before I depart. Amen. Prophesied his own death. No man could kill Paul until he said so. Amen. And no man can kill you and me until we say so out of our lips. In the power of the tongue is life and death. No man can take your life. You live forever. Jesus already did. Amen. He's the only man that could kill you and has killed you and raised you up from the dead and gave you a brand new spirit. In him is victory and fullness of life. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Let's all stand up and close it out by just praising him for his word. Thank you, Lord, for your word in season. In due season. Hallelujah. We give you the, the glory and the praises. Lord, I ask that this word is seared on the hearts of everybody who heard it. Sear it into our spirits. Sear it into our minds. In Jesus' name, let it be always before us. Let us keep the word, the living word, always before our eyes and first place in our minds. 
that when we wake up, we see it first. When we go to bed, we see it last. We literally keep our eyes on our own kingdom. And therefore, we do great exploits and great works because we're in the Word. The Word equips us for every good word and work. We bless you for sending us the Word. Thank you for this Bible. Thank you for this rock, this book of truth, the best-selling book in the world for all time. Thank you for this rock. Thank you that this Word is truth, that all truth comes from it and only it. Thank you, Lord, that we're children of light, children of truth. We build our lives, we build our homes, we build our houses on your word that never fails what the truth says. And in days of adversity, days of famine, days of peril, our houses stand strong just like they did through the coronavirus. Because our lives and houses were built on the rock of the word of God. What power. This Bible is his power. He created all things by speaking his word. And so do we. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Thank you for giving us the word. Hallelujah. He exalted his word above his name. We exalt your word above ours. We exalt your word above our names. Thank you, Yahshua. Thank you, word of life. Giving life and living bread to dying men all around the world. We bless you for it. In Jesus' name. And if you agree with that, say amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us today. We'd like to take up our offering. It's good to be able to give. Amen. Amen, We believe with you for a 30, 60, 100 fold return. Let's just believe for 100. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. From every seed sown into this ministry, we pray over it in Jesus' name. Lord, we lift up tithes and offerings to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for the promised hundredfold return on every seed that goes forth to spread the kingdom of light with, to spread the Garden of Eden with, to spread the word of the living God on this earth with. We thank you, Lord, that this word has gone out to thousands of people on Facebook today. We bless them in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for the funds and the means to produce and promote the gospel of God and Jesus Christ on this earth. Thank you for every blessing. And here comes the harvest. We thank you, Lord, for this season, not only in the natural, but in the spiritual of uncompromised harvest. Thank you for the harvest. We bless you, Lord, and we bless you with that harvest the first fruits of all of our increase, that your word may spread like wildfire upon this earth that is in dire need of the truth. We bless you for blessing us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we are the blessing on the earth. We are in covenant with the blessing himself. We shall prevail. We shall lack no good thing. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. He gives us the desires of our heart. And he alone brings us into our promised land and promised possessions. Oh, you're a faithful father. And we follow you into victory and glory every single day of our lives. Show us what to give. Show us how to sow, what to sow. And show us how to be good reapers of that harvest that's promised to us. We give you praises that the world's going to see it. 
that this is a great year for the body of Christ and a great four years ahead for the people of God and the body of Christ. A message from the Lord, you haven't seen anything yet, saith the Lord. I'm just getting started. It's always been in my spirit, even as a kid, the year 2021. I've always looked forward to the year 2021 for some reason, and it's here. It just represented the future to me for some reason. But it's going to be a great year. Amen? Amen. 2021 will be your best year yet. Evil is exposed. Victory reigns. And it's time for the church to reign like no other. What a good year ahead of us. Amen? I give you the praises. Let's just bless them for the year ahead already. Father, we bless you for a fruitful, bountiful, flourishing year ahead in 2021. And Lord, in this next month of Thanksgiving, Remind us daily, Holy Spirit, to be thankful and to give you thanks for what you've freely given us. We bless you, Lord, ahead of time. Thank you (laughs) for this land of the free and home of the brave. Your hand upon this nation. Rules and laws that are being overturned right now behind the scenes through this new legislation and administration that people aren't even aware of yet. That go back years upon years upon years of corruption. Thank you, Lord, for the overturning of those laws through this mighty administration. We bless them in Jesus' precious name. We thank you, Lord, for President Trump's second term in office. We bless his family. We bless this nation in Jesus' name. We are pro-life and pro-America. And we bless your holy name for your covering, your spiritual covering upon this nation and your mercy and your grace for all those who don't believe. Thank you, Lord, for opening the eyes of their understanding that they may be enlightened, that they may know the hope of your calling as we have, that they may know purpose and find peace and find Jesus and find truth in life. We give you all the praises for drawing all men to yourself since you are lifted up and we exalt you. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for moving upon the lost, for moving upon your church and your body to do so. We bless them, them. Lord, we forgive those who have ought against us. We bless our enemies. We do not curse them. We gently lead them to the Lord of Lord and Kings of Kings. Bless your holy name forever. Thank you for using us to get the job done, to create and transplant heaven on earth. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 We love you all. Happy Saturday. God bless you. See you on Facebook. Love you.